What do you get when the audacious and the therapist collide? A crash course in unpolished therapy. Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca aren't afraid to spin out of control, tackling all the tough talk. Their weekly sesh meets at the corner of Audacity and Advice, where their wheels and yours get turned upside down. Hey guys, happy Wednesday. Hey, Dr. Boca, it's Rachel Silver Cohen. We are meeting at the corner of Audacity and Advice. Our wheels and yours are probably about to get spun upside down. It's another episode of Unpolished Therapy. Good morning, DB. Good morning, Rachel. How are you doing? I'm good. Was that like not our normal intro? I don't know what just happened. I was sort of like on autopilot there. No, it sounded great. And it's funny that you said that because talk about wheels spinning upside down out of control. I don't even know because it's never my line to use. But it's like there's something in the air right now with the holidays coming up that I don't know anybody that's either walking into my office or that I'm talking to or that I'm watching whose wheels are not spinning out of control right now. I don't know if you've been experiencing that or not, but it just seems like tis the season. My wheels are always spinning out of control, which is what I'm in control of, the (laughs) out of control spin. So I guess we're all in the same company, right? The witching season has begun or the witching hour of the witching season. And I guess from now November till that ball drops, here we are, right? Yeah. And first of all, how quickly it came back around, right? Because I feel like we just had this conversation, maybe a similar conversation literally almost a year ago to reflect back on a podcast we did a couple of weeks ago when you came back from your trip from Israel. Three years ago, I remember coming back you know, between Thanksgiving time, like the beginning of December, and being in such a different Zen state than I am right now, three years later, you know, I miss that calm in the holiday season. But yeah, I'm starting to feel it. Like I feel as though between trips and holiday parties and holiday dinners and really, I mean, getting the family all together and then the families all together, that there's just... And then, by the way, like Hanukkah, Christmas, buying gifts, and then by the next thing, it's going to be New Year's. And how the hell did that happen? I love the fact that the roles are a little bit reversed. I don't know if you're asking these questions rhetorically to the listeners out there or to me because you're... (laughs) dumped. And now I'm supposed to have the answer, but I'm going to answer your question with another question, which is probably like not allowed, but we're unpolished and we make up our own rules. So I'm going to throw it back to you with a question that is, why don't we, and we proverbially, all of Mm -hmm. us, right? Society, why don't we ever learn our lesson? Because we've had the practice now every year, as far as I know, (laughs) that calendar is always going to get November, December, craziness, out of control, holidays, parties, stress, families, tension, nerve wrack, oh my God, watch your P's and Q's, et cetera, et cetera. And you would think after decade after decade of this type of nervous energy, we would either become like muted by it, Mm -hmm. right? Or Mm -hmm. we would have mastered the idea of the crazy. And it doesn't seem like anyone, I guess, remember the podcast we did several weeks ago, like, did we not understand the assignment? (laughs) Assignment? Yes. So first of all, 
kudos to you for being a therapist right now by answering a question with a question. That was excellent. Well played. Well is played. that what therapists do? Like, is that the key? Is that the secret sauce? <laughs> if you're a therapist, you just keep answering the questions with other questions? Well, that is not actually <laughs> what we do. However, we do have a reputation for doing that. So I'm not going to deny that it ever happens, but that is really not the secret sauce just for the record. So going back to what you're saying, you bring up a very good point. However, it is also a point that I would bring up about packing for camp and visiting day preparation and starting school and going away to college. It's What happens is we didn't understand the assignment and didn't realize that there are things that we do know how to manage. There are things that we do know how to control. There are things that we do know how to set boundaries around. And either we choose not to use them, or when the stress gets so bad, we have to be reminded because it's so habitual, because it happens every year and we feel as though the same shit's going to happen no matter what, that we have to kind of pause and think back to those skill sets that we've learned. Okay. So I think then in keeping with the spirit of reminders and that we're not perfect and that we are all works in progress. Maybe what we can do today together is remind each other and the listeners how to take it down a notch to not take ourselves so seriously that we're all in good company. It would also be fun to have an entire podcast of just asking questions and answering those questions questions with other questions and seeing like (laughs) how long we can play this ping pong match. (laughs) Totally. And I thought, cool. I actually thought that's... pickleball. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love that name. And we might actually have to have a podcast just to have the name Mental Pickleball. But I thought that's where you were going to go. As I said all of this, I thought you were going to come back with a question and then I was going to have to come back with a question as well. So I think it's a great idea. I think, Rachel, one of the ways that we can do that is we can look at you and all of the teachings or the lessons that you've acquired over the last year or last several years since we've been doing the podcast. You guys just love that. That's Dr. Boga's entry for me to be like, because you're such an amazing therapist. You've taught me so much, but you have. So I'm going to just give props to you for a minute and I'm going to take a second here while I come up with like a question to answer your question. But I do want to just give a big shout out to Dr. Boga. We've been doing this for a long time. I think we're in like our low 80s. Yeah right? Episodes. And you have, you've taught me so much. You've taught our listeners so much. We've gotten some really great feedback. And it is an opportunity to say this isn't real therapy and we want to protect Dr. Boca's license. But even within the untherapy, you really have taught all of us so much and the tools while there's many, and we don't always have them stick as best as we would. They adhere a little bit. Like sometimes your lessons really are like Velcro and they stick perfectly. Other times we have to like get out like safety pins. (laughs) and sort of just like adhes them like barely hanging on by a thread. But we're going to throw it back to you with some great accolades and in the spirit of giving thanks on Thanksgiving. You're amazing and I love you. Well, thank you. And I want to put out to our listeners and to you, Rach, you all have taught me a lot. I mean, there are many times when I come in here a basket case as well because I'm human and I have loaded on you and you've given me perspective and I want to remind you and the listeners, you have those skill sets in you. Because it's not familiar and it's not something you use every day, it's still there. And so even if it's with a safety pin and, you know, you have to like dig out underneath all layers of the dust and wipe it off and kind of figure it out, it is there. And if we can be mindful about it prior to entering the stressful time or the stressful situation, we are more likely to be able to recount and utilize those skill sets. 
All right. So let's sort of take pause for a minute and kind of like let that soak in. Because in the period of time where we're in now, the calendar is kind of coming to an end. And with daylight savings, the days are shorter. And 4.30, 5 o'clock, 5.30, it's kind of like we're packing it in for the day, but we realize we still have seven hours left, at least for someone like me, that isn't even going to contemplate going to sleep yet. And that is where our wheels get spun with holidays and family and out-of-towners and trying to plan and please. I don't mm-hmm. like to call myself a people pleaser because I feel like that's such a sellout. But you also want to please the people that you love. And yep. how do we get that all as a well-oiled machine, I guess, without selling yourself short, right? We obviously, you've said a million times, you got to put that air mask or, you know, oxygen? The, the, the safety floating device, oxygen. <laughs> I'm not oxygen. even getting that right. I can't even no. see myself. You got the metaphor. That's right. what's important. See, it's there. Right. So how do we take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others? I've had a litany of people say to me over the course of just a couple weeks now, holiday time is coming up. My family's coming in from up north. They're staying at my house or some of them they're staying in a hotel. And and do we go there? Do they come to us? Family members are coming for dinner. And oh my God, we're on opposite sides of the aisle from a Uh, political standpoint. And what if that conversation comes up? Even with me, there's conversations I've had with my own kids. And I'm like, okay, when we're with family, (laughs) that topic is off the table. We don't want to ruffle feathers. And while everyone needs to respect everyone's opinions and ideas, sometimes the people you're closest with, the respect kind of goes out the window. So help us. How do we just give us some tools, Dr. Boga? Well, you threw a couple of things in there, but I think they're all really significant. The first one is, this is about you, right? This is about you and your immediate people. So the, the people that live in your home, the people that are most important to you. Once you start bringing in extended family, there's there are components that are out of our control. But if we ourselves are balanced, are mindful, are present, are kind of ready and willing and able to stand on our two feet and be steady Mm -hmm. and not go in there all wobbly, insecure, scared, needing to please, you know, regressing back to those early childhood dynamics where we had to defer to everybody or, you know, we had to tiptoe around certain things. When we ourselves are solid, it takes a lot more to kind of crack. Uh, right to crack us right that solid okay. chocolate easter bunny so that's the first thing and the, the easiest way even if you have to fake it till you make it which we've talked about is mindfulness which mm-hmm. i am going to sit here and be very authentic on air right now to our listeners mindfulness is very very difficult for me my brain goes a billion miles per hour however that being said i have learned a few techniques over the years that it helped me in the moment stay grounded Okay, so before I would go in to either my husband's family or my family, both have bring their own stresses and all good things as well, right? So it's not all bad, thank God. But before I even would go in there, I would take a couple of deep breaths, even on the drive there, assuming my husband's driving and not me, because I'm not going to close my eyes and do any type of mindfulness as I'm driving. But a very quick mindfulness exercise, you can go back to what Tani talked about many, 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 many podcasts ago that she did some mindfulness work, is also focusing on your five senses. And so while you're sitting in the car, identify with your eyes five things that you see out of the periphery, okay? And focus in on those while you're taking deep breaths. Then you want to go on to what do you hear? What do you smell? What do you feel? And do five, four, three, two, one. Okay, whichever order you want to do, sight is probably the easiest. For me, touch 
is the easiest. I don't know why, it just is. So for me, I am a tactile person. So while I'm sitting in that car, I can rub my hands on my whatever I'm wearing, if it's leggings, jeans, or whatever. And I feel the temperature of the the cloth, the smoothness of the cloth. If the tactileness is bumpy, I can focus in on that. It keeps me grounded in the present. My ass on the seat. I can feel the pressure, the weight, the leather on whether it's cold on my leggings or what have you. Focus in on that and do deep breathing. That what that does is it grounds you. When you get out of the car, stand on the ground and feel your two feet on the ground. Okay. So those are just very quick ways where you can just be in the moment, get rid of all the other shit that's kind of been going on and walk in there feeling as strong as you can possibly be. Yes. Okay. So this is unpolished therapy. Okay. Yes. Dr. Boca just gave us polished therapy when you were like, what I like to do is take a couple. I already thought where you were going was like a couple shots of whiskey, a couple. <laughs> you can do that too. Because for, for sure. Me, I'm like, when I have my feet on the ground and I'm grounded, like I thought that like, we're going to like all like take a moment of silence and pray <laughs> before we're walking in to wherever we're walking in. And I'm, uh, for me at least, I am hightailing it to the, the bar. bar. And I'm like, someone pour me a Doers on the Rocks with a twist and a red wine glass please and then talk to me (laughs) and Rach we're getting there okay that's like I have to do the polish part so that when the polish part doesn't work okay cool I'm gonna say to you there's always that option okay thank you please because again I already protected your license I already put the disclaimers (laughs) out this is not real therapy let's just get down to the nitty-gritty where are the drugs where are the alcohol and that's how I'm coping through holiday season. And you know what, Rach? That is totally fine. It is all good if that works for you. I have people who really want the holistic, natural, I want to be able to deal with this. So I want to deal with those listeners also. But who am I to judge if you want to have the drink? Go for it. Whatever you need to do. A lot of times I'll say to my patients, we're in survival mode. I can't get you solid between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. (laughs) I'm a miracle worker, not that big of a miracle worker, right? So we're going to do whatever we need to do to get you through this. And if that means having a drink, go have a drink. What I don't want to happen, though, because this opens us now up to potentially misstepping and causing drama, which I think we all have experienced at family events, is we don't want to do it too too much, right? Mm. So we don't want to get trashed. We don't want to necessarily take Xanax. Well, we never want to take Xanax and drink, but people do anyway. I am definitely saying don't take Xanax and drink. Everybody heard me say that, but we don't want to overtake the medication or mix the medications, right? Because that's going to elicit the drama. The second your filter, the second your presence is taken away, you open yourself up to say and do things that are going to elicit responses in other people. Right. Like, could you imagine if a family member had multiple drinks and now you're sitting around the table and whether it was Thanksgiving or upcoming with Christmas or whatever, and you're like, you know, can you pass like the charcuterie or the pasta or the turkey or whatever? And by the way, like the game I think we should play as a family now is like, what don't you like about me? Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> Let's play that game. Right. Like in our family, we do highs and lows. Like right. we're not doing any highs. We're going to just do low. Tell me what you think sucks about me and and what you've been biting your tongue all year. And now it's holiday time. And like, that's our family. I mean, and again, I'm not, that's not what we do. But like, wouldn't that be like, how unpolished would that be? If it's just like, 
We're going to pad the room too, right? No <laughs> hard corners. We're going to take everyone's car key. And we're just, we're literally going to just like break down the decades, years of wreckage and have like a come to Jesus moment. It it's like, it'd be fun. It's like an intervention, but in the middle of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I'm going to say when you want to do that and you guys really want to go for it, maybe you don't do it over a holiday. Maybe you guys just have a special dinner where you can do that. Let's not ruin the entire holiday doing it, but it would be awesome. I mean, people can call me in at any time. I'm happy to facilitate. Um, Just make sure nobody gets hurt in the process. But really, I think we at least want to attempt to model for our children a little bit more of a polished holiday season, but maybe not. The other thing that I was going to tell you is part of this is being able to set boundaries. And when Mm -hmm. I say boundaries, I don't mean like, I guess what I'm trying to say is we don't have to say yes to everything. We just don't. We are, you know, older, wiser, smarter. We don't have to overextend ourselves. And we have to allow ourselves to stay true to us. Because Mm -hmm. the second we waver and the second we compromise ourselves, just like when we're not the solid chocolate Easter bunny, we can crack. Same thing. People will start taking advantage of us. And then we get angry and resentful. And we then lash out in some type of negative, aggressive way. So I would encourage everybody to really see and be honest with yourself and true to yourself as to what you can handle during this time. Because you just saying yes to people is not going to be good for you and you're not going to be able to fulfill on the obligations that you've set. And that too is going to stress you out. I think that that's a great tip and certainly one that we've heard before, but I guess sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle because it's easier said than done. I don't want to only talk specifically to like our Floridian mm-hmm. listeners because this is broadband. But I know for me, at least around this time of year, holiday time, because we're in Florida and this is the place where people who don't live in Florida tend to migrate. Sometimes for me, it's hard with the boundary because I'm not on vacation. I'm n- I haven't checked out of work. This is where I live. This is not holiday yep. per se. And while everyone's coming down here whistling Dixie and they want to go swimming and they want to go to the beach and they want to have dinner out seven nights a week and they want to play pickleball in the middle of the day. Like, yeah, I want to do those things too, right? But But I also have responsibility and then I'm not angry at them. I I sort of like, I'm like angry at the situation that like, wait, I want to come out and play, Mm -hmm. but I'm still in this prism of what I have to... Yeah. And I wonder like what the tips are on that. And I can't listen, maybe the roles are reversed too in the summertime when people sort of get out of Dodge from Florida and now they're up north and mm-hmm. they're in or out west and they're in beautiful weather and that is where other people live and and then they're working and and we're on vacation but sometimes I have to put myself in check to kind of figure out how do I want to say no mm-hmm. without it sounding like it's a no cuz I don't want to versus it's a no cuz I can't at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday sorry you know I would I love to be drinking kombucha and tequila. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) When would you not? I know. (laughs) Find me a time, Rach. But yes, but you just answered your own question. You said it perfectly. Well, remind me because I don't know what I said. (laughs) It's not that I don't want to. I would love to be able to, but unfortunately, I have to take a pass on this one because I have to work or be there for the kids or schlep them to the doctor's office or whatever it is. However, Let's look at the calendar and maybe there is something that you want to do that fits into my schedule and I will absolutely make the time to do that if I can. 
all right, I'm going to try to do that. And I hope the listeners take note on that too. And, and you guys try to, if you have that similar issue, which I can't imagine I'm the only one, that's a good tip. Do you find, Dr. Boca, have your friends or family members or people in your cohort, have you been hearing things like, what are your plans for New Year's? Or I'm working on something for the springtime now, spring break, and we need to find a Airbnb or VRBO or what are your summer plans? When I hear that, I literally, the inside of my stomach, the knot starts to twist because I'm like, wait, we're we're talking about the summer already now? Like, Mm -hmm. are you kidding me? And that gets me worked up. And I, again, I, you know, I know you're breathing, take a breath or find oh, your senses or whatever. I'm like, where's the bar? <laughs> where's the medicine cabinet? That freaks me out that yeah. we're not even done with 2022. And you want to talk about summer plans already? Slow your roll. Yes. And I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, somebody reached out to me three months ago asking me if we could do something spring break. I was like, spring break? I'm like, my kids just started school. Like, I, I got I to focus on high school right now. I can't focus on spring break. And I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. Then today, literally, I got, are you in town for New Year's? And I was like, wait a minute, wait, New Year's, let me get through the two Thanksgiving dinners that I'm going to have next week, right? So I do understand all of that. My response is always to people is, it's okay if other people have to plan for them, right? And it kind of sucks that we can't necessarily commit to everything when they want us to. But that's the reality of it. We don't all have the same flexibility or the same ability to plan that far out. If COVID taught us anything, it's to slow ourselves down. And we Mm -hmm. all swore we were going to do better. And we're not doing better. We really aren't. So don't take on their anxiety. Don't take on their need to schedule. It is very easy to say, hey, that's awesome that you're planning for spring break or that you're doing something for New Year's. I haven't gotten there yet. I appreciate the query, the invite, the you know, whatever it is. I don't want to hold you back from scheduling. Go schedule. If it's refundable, then yeah, I'll commit right now. If it's not refundable, then count me as a no. And if it works out as I get closer, I'll let you know. And if I miss out, I miss out, but I just, I can't right now focus that far in advance. Yeah, that's great advice. Again, that's another thing I'm going to try to take to heart. For me, my big aha moment, but reverse aha, more like ah, <laughs> is, you know, I walk around with an 11 by 14 calendar. Yes. And that is my Bible. And that's where everything goes. And that's how I plan. And if you want to know if I can commit or not, I have to take a look at the paper. And I realized just last week when everyone started chiming in with New Year's and summer and this and spring break and yada, yada, that I went to my Bible and the Bible, there is no Bible for 2023 yet. And I was not out. Oh my God. Like I was starting to like write things down in the little square box after December, 2023. That's like, you know, a two by four. And I realized I better get my act together and I better put that calendar together so that I get it in the mail that I can start making these plans because I am absolutely crippled and paralyzed without looking visually. Like you say, you're a tactile person. Mm -hmm. I'm a visual person. I need to see it laid out and I can't commit. And these are not major things. These are, you know, I go to the dentist every quarter. So if I just had my quarterly cleaning and now they want to schedule me for February, I'm like, whoa, (laughs) Like I don't know. It ends. 
Yeah, it ends. My life is over. <laughs> so, I, I'm finished December 31st at like in that box. That's I it. have nothing. That's it. <laughs> nothing can happen post that. So what I'm going to say to you is in the interim, before you can get your calendar, which we <laughs> might have to... I have a piece start- of notebook paper I'm right. walking around with. I was going to say, we might have to do an intervention that we can separate <laughs> from the calendar a little bit. No, but that's, we can't. We might have to. But why don't you go online? And just print out a blank calendar for the next oh. three months. Staple them together. And then you have it. So You're your so life will go smart. on. You're your so life will smart. go on after the end of January. That's or the, why or the you're the doctor in the room. I mean... You know, I, was, I was walking around with like a little ripped piece of paper, okay. which I'm sure you are going to totally lose, which then is a much bigger deal. And your life is going to end right there. I don't use paper pencil. So does it actually end December 31st or does it actually end at the end of January? The calendar. For me, it, my calendar. Well, in years past, I was, I guess I'm not as smart as I used to be because I used to make the calendar that was 13 months mm-hmm. instead of 12 months right. for probably people that like reason. me that, you know, their life ends in December. But the last couple of years, I guess it's become such a chore to just bang out that calendar that now I just, whatever it is, it's 12 months. I pull any picture I can possibly find because I could do a whole podcast on like, putting the calendar together and finding the right pictures. And it's so annoying. And now I'm just like, oh, the picture of like my toenail. Great. That's January. (laughs) See, I don't have hair anymore. Look at how much more flexible you're getting, right? I know. Well, when this happened, listen, I am here by wanting to tell you right now, live on air, that when this all happens and I went in panic mode, I quickly went to Snapfish or Apple or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. those paper programs are. And I quickly put a calendar together and kids. I love you. Other family members, I love you too. This year, I... Yep. (laughs) Hazel the dog. (laughs) She is. And not because I love her so much, which with all due respect, I do love the dog, but it was literally by design the easiest thing I could possibly do. Every picture is of her. It's probably all the same picture, but I did it so quickly because I needed that calendar in my hands as quickly as possible so I could start booking my life. So, um, yeah. And I think that's awesome. And I bet you every picture is adorable because what is not adorable about a puppy, it will make you happier, right? When you see that cuteness and you can just rationalize it to your children of saying, I just couldn't choose and I didn't want to play any favorites. So Hazel wins. I think it's brilliant. But okay, so you're getting your shit together. But I would just print out a blank one at, for mm. a couple of months and just do that and like staple it to the back of your little calendar if that's yeah. what you need to do. Pretty but, sneaky, sis. Yeah, right? I know the stress that people experience right now. I get it. But we just have to remind ourselves that if it doesn't get done, mm-hmm. I mean, Rach, if you don't get to the dentist exactly on the quarter, I know I like to have my clean teeth too. And I can bitch about the dentist right now about that exact same thing because they told me I needed my quarterly checkup. Like, come back and actually I do. Yeah, I do it every three months. So that's quarterly. Go, go me with the brain here. <laughs> and Uh, So I went and I was due the beginning of January. My calendar keeps going after January. So it was totally fine. And they said, we can't get you in until March. Mm. And I said, but you're telling me I need to come in in January. So how can you tell me I need this and then say, oh, by the way, we can't accommodate you. So now I have to find a new dentist because to me, that was just ridiculous. But 
that's what we're going to have to do. But you're going to breathe. You're going to do the counting. You're going to rub something soft or shiny or whatever. You're going to take a couple deep breaths. And if all else fails, you're going to hightail it to the bar. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. See, I can be unpolished with you, sweetheart. Thank God. (laughs) Thank God. Thank God. I try. I try to lead with the most beneficial things first. But when all else fails, guys, this is crunch time. We have to get through it. I encourage everybody, leave the drama to the mamas, right? You don't need to hold on to it. Don't take it on. Just be yourself. You can't control what other people say to you, but you can control your reaction and how you retaliate. So if somebody does start talking, whether it's politics, religion, kid comparison, money, like I have this and I'm getting this, just either disengage from the conversation or say, wow, that's amazing. Or that's great. What about them Yankees? So, you know, just kind of change the topic, maybe a little bit more classy than that. But you don't have to engage in their crazy. You don't Mm. have to. And that would be a protective boundary that you're putting on yourself. And it works also with our parents and our siblings, which would be a new phenomenon for a lot of people because we do regress to what we already already knew. Do it differently this time. Mm. Just don't engage in it. Change the subject, walk out of the room, attend to your child. You can kind of shift that focus very quickly. And for those of you out there who like love a challenge, like I love a challenge and I'm sort of competitive, even just that, like just try it, like just test yourself a little bit and see if it works. And no one has to even know what you're competing in and who you're competing with because it's really just you and yourself. I'm going to try to do that in certain scenarios just for fun, just to see how much I've learned or how much I can actually now put into practice. We've talked a million times about like, okay, on paper, I Mm -hmm. got it. But now in practice, (laughs) Practice. I kind of screwed it up. So just practice, practice, practice. And if you mess up in one scenario, try it again in something else. Yeah. Like this is not about being perfect. I know, Rach, can you hear, hear that? This is not about being perfect. You know, a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine was sharing something with me and she just kept hitting like a wall. Right. And she kind of knew in her head the argument that she had for why she was right. And for whatever reason, what she was saying was not registering, was not registering. And I said one day, just do it differently. She goes to therapy. She's been working on her. And for whatever reason, this just do it differently, like hit her. Mm. And I said, it doesn't have to be perfect. There's no failed moment. It didn't work. It didn't work. Next time, just do it a little differently. Right. And that has stuck with her. Now she wants me to like literally make that my slogan and my tagline and whatever. But there is something to be said. We don't have to always do what we've always done because you know my favorite quote, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. Is that what you want? And usually people are like, no. So you got to do it differently. All right. So my takeaway from that is instead of putting the ice in the glass first and then pouring the alcohol in, Mm -hmm. maybe I'll just pour the alcohol in first and omit the ice and just not dilute. Yeah. So I was just, I was thinking, Rach, why not just pick up the bottle and there you go. Chug it down your throat. Like, or wait, how about just do it intravenously? Like, is there a doctor in the house? How about that? I mean, you have a doctor, a dentist, whatever. They know how to put an IV in. There you go. Like, do it differently. We are making progress in this episode today. I am loving these tools. Look, you do you. 
That's another mantra. You do you. Whatever works for you, Rach, but that's going to sit well with you that when you wake up the next morning, you're not going to regret what you said, regret what you did, and feel shame and guilt associated with it. To me, that's a win. Totally. I don't know if this is on topic or not, but when you just said that, one of my friends has a great line about that. Like if you're out and you're drinking and you don't know if you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh God, like, did I do something? Did I say something? I don't really remember. You need someone to help you kind of recap and put the pieces back together again. She calls it, quote unquote, the cheeps. The cheeps. Yeah. C-H-E-E-P-S. And it's so great. It's such a great line. It's like, yeah, like, was I cheap? Like, did I cheapen who I am or, you know? Now, in order to have come up with that line, my guess is you've had to have had many a mornings that you've woken up kind of questioning where you were, what you've done, what you've said. But it's a great line. It's so unpolished and I love it. And I think it's awesome. And I would just say, if you really don't know, make it up that you were awesome because you're going to feel a shit ton better than the cheap. So, totally. you know, whatever we have to do, and we've talked about this. You got to do what you got to do to get by in life. And that doesn't mean be dishonest and it doesn't mean be mean and it doesn't mean to cheat your way through life. But we do have to do what works for us, even if it's unpolished. And sometimes it just is. So obviously with my license and everything, I'm always going to advocate for safety. I'm always going to advocate for more natural means doing things. But I'm a realist. And I say that to my patients all the time. You're not going to sit there and journal in the moment that you get anxious when you're with your family. So even though I would advocate for... <laughs> Can you imagine like, the hang on a second. This is not feeling quite right to me. It feels a little off. I'm going to do something a little bit different. Let me journal <laughs> or meditate. <laughs> let me just pen this. Let me just put pen to paper for a moment. I'll be right back. Right. Doesn't really work. You're not going to sit there, close your eyes and meditate at the table. You might take a few deep breaths very subtly, but you're probably going to reach for the drink. So if you're not somebody who has a problem with drinking and you don't usually have negative consequences, then you know what? A drink is a drink is a drink. But again, just be careful, everybody. We can make these holidays something great. And this time of year, there's an energy that can be so positive and so joyful. And if we can stay grounded through all of that and not lose perspective of getting caught up in the crazies, then we really can just be merry. And I know it sounds so cheesy, but like be merry and do it different and have a different experience. And maybe next year, this won't feel as so overwhelming and chaotic. Great advice. I love it. We should end on that note because that was perfectly said. Just do it a little differently. Yeah. Well, however you have to do it, whatever you have to do to get by, don't be so hard on yourself. We're not perfect. And I think too, cliche or not, like it is a holiday. Yeah. This is the time to let loose and enjoy. Don't go into it with a glasses half empty attitude thinking, oh God, this is going to be another historic moment of tension. No, have fun. We only got one shot. You can't pick your family, but you can certainly pick how you want to react to the certain scenarios that are thrown your way, right? Absolutely. You can control what you can control. And I was going to say, when you said, don't go in with that glass half empty, unless of course you drank the first half of the glass. And <laughs> there then you go. Okay. I love it. I Let's love see. it. Look how I you turned it. me into this unpolished uh, you know, fiend right now. So go. before we're hardcore into the deep holiday season, I just want to wish you and yours a wonderful season. Do it differently. Relax. And uh, hopefully this time it will 
will be even more amazing than some of the previous. Absolutely. And to you too. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a ho now. I love it. All right. We are like derailing this really quick. Let's end on that note. The wreckage is real. Um, everyone, if you want to reach out to us, if you want to let us know how your holidays have been going or if something's coming up and brewing and you want Dr. Boca's unpolished advice on that, certainly give us a shout out. Facebook, Instagram at Unpolished Therapy. You can email us at unpolishedtherapy at gmail.com. Don't find us on Twitter at untherapy because we'll never see it. But we always love hearing from you on the corner of audacity and advice. Today's been a fun episode where we've ditched the couch. We've grabbed the mics. We've spun a little bit out of control here talking about the holidays and what can and cannot happen. But we want everyone to go into the holiday season as unpolishedly as you can. Own it, love it, live it. And we'll see you next time when our wheels and yours get spun upside down again. Thanks, Dr. Boca, for hanging out with me today. Thank you. Great sesh, girls. Hey, everyone, like what you heard? Then don't miss out on what comes next. Subscribe now and please give the girls a five-star rating. Learn more at www.unpolishedtherapy.com. Find and like them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We'll see you next week when Rachel Silvercone and Dr. Boca ditch the couch, grab the mic, and break down all the wreckage. <laughs>